What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Men's Jitsu Podcast. Hope you guys ready for eh, a semi-decent episode. <laughs> nah, it's pretty good uh, with Tiana Taylor. Guys, Tiana, we had a great conversation. It was really good, really insightful, really, uh, really funny lady. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that I make jokes every two seconds. To the, the, I'm sure that's why you guys like the ep- this podcast, for all two of you listeners. It's very, uh, what's it, low, not low brow, it's like... Uh, not serious, like, chill, you know, not serious, that's it, I don't know the term because I can't fucking think straight, (laughs) anyway, so guys, Tiana's actually sponsored by Hyperfly, and if you guys use code Tiana15, you can get 15% off a checkout with Hyperfly, I don't, uh, you know, if you like Hyperfly, I'm not too keen on them, but hey, each to their own, so if you want some nice keys for a little bit cheaper, go crazy, and I'm sure she'd appreciate people using her code, it's all good guys. All the, the profiles be linked in the description. So, guys, with that said, let's get to the episode. Guys, welcome back to Man's Jitsu Podcast. I'm joined today by, uh, I actually found this out, a not-so-spicy senorita, Tiana Taylor. What is up, Tiana? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Uh, guys, I thought she was Spanish. Because, like, like, it says on her profile she's trained in Spain. And, you know, she's... She has a nice tan, so I just assumed. But uh, guys, you know what they say: assumption is the mother of all fuck ups. So, uh. I live in Spain. I do live in Spain. I live in Madrid, but I'm very much British. Oh Jesus! Uh, don't hold it. Don't hold. Don't hold it against her, guys. It's not her fault. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so Tiana, see, first thing I ask every single one of my guests, I'm always curious about this because the story is always different with each person. How did you first get into jiu-jitsu? Did you train anything else before starting it or did you just start with this? I used to be a track and field athlete. I was a sprinter and high jumper when I was quite a lot younger. And then when I met my partner, I got into powerlifting. Powerlifting is definitely my talent rather than jiu-jitsu. I just work really, really hard at jiu-jitsu. And about a year, year and a half after dating my partner, um, I tried a class um, at a different club. We weren't weren't living together, so we weren't training in the same place. And I, to be honest, my very first class was very, very confusing. I didn't really understand 90% of what was going on but something kept telling me keep going back keep going back just Mm. keep turning up map time is really important that's something Mm. my my partner always said to me but I struggled with it for a very long time and to be honest I struggled to enjoy it because I wasn't seeing um progress Mm. and I was sometimes very anxious about going to class but then um once I dedicated more time to my training, things fell into place a lot more. Mm. Well, see, you said you didn't understand 90% of it. Well, that's better than most people do. They, they don't even understand the 10%. So, like, you know, if you're understanding 10% of stuff, that's all things considered, that's pretty good. So, you know, that's a... <laughs> uh, you obviously understand more than 10% of shit just now. <laughs> yeah, just... yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit more. Uh, a good 11, 12... <laughs> 15? 12.5, 12.5, let's go with. Okay, 12.5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you actually think about it, if you try to be like um, proficient in every single like aspect, like say you try to, okay, say it takes like fucking a thousand drills to get proficient at something, let's just say that for sake of argument, you try to drill every single move, every single position, every single transitionary movement, every single submission, every single escape, every single fucking something or other. Do you know how long that would take? That would take like, someone did the math, and this is, mind you, this isn't just training uh, two to three times a week or even training every day for like two hours. It's training 24-7 every single hour of every single day for like 512 years. Oh, that would wow. take, it'd take a while to get proficient and good, air quotes, mastery or something at every single movement. So no one understands everything. And anyone who says they do is talking out their ass. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely with those stats. Yeah. Oh, man. See... No, you know, you know how to say, you just got to pick what works for you. You know how it is. Yeah, Spe- Speaking of which, like, what did you struggle with most in your early days? Because everyone has that one thing. They're all like, man, I never fucking got this initially. Now, you know, I don't know if it's the case of, oh, you're good at it now. Or uh, funnily, or if it's, I, 
what's it um the opposite now where that's your go-to or into like what did you struggle with most initially I think um in general terms it was fundamentals because I didn't have fundamentals at all so that was really difficult because you can't be doing flying arm bars if you can't open close guard so once I well... got my fun <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can try but you might break something and your fundamentals won't develop but I think to, to point pinpoint a specific move it would be omoplatas mm. oh man I fucking love omoplatas like Jesus I don't know uh, a really good um, a quick plug for my boy Christian Woodman C he has a really good one uh, what's it omoplata from everywhere mm. Oh no, it's just Christian Woman C the Omoplata. Very great name, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's a pretty good one because it's very extensive, has like setups, transitions, and finishes. Plug over. I'm sorry, guys. But <laughs> I like uh do you are you getting it are you getting any better at Omoplatas? Like do you like them a lot more lately? Or like what's a the lot with that? More. A lot more, especially from Lasso. Oh dude. I fucking love Lasso Guard. No one yeah. I, I, I don't know if how it is in Spain, but it's more of a like what's it uh obscure guard over here like i know i know lots of women competitors like doing it but man i love the lasso guard like no one no one plays it no one plays it and like i don't know what's wrong because it's a very easy to get the get the omoplata just like get the little yeah. inversion in or i don't know um and the sweeps from there are pretty easy like the catapult sweep is so good just yeah. get the fling so i don't yeah. know like uh what's your favorite sweep from lasso do you like just the catapult sweep or do you have uh, any other ones um I've got quite a few actually. I like I like the catapult sweep definitely, and I like the basic underhook in the leg sweep and then to, straight to wrist lock. That works really really well. I'm a big wrist lock fan. You know it's crazy. You know if you get like really deep on the grip, like really crazy with the grip, and you do the catapult sweep, the arm is right there for a bicep slicer when you come up. If you like, don't uh, on. Uh, what's it unpummel the leg from the sort of arm or ease up on the grip yeah it depends on the rule set though because bicep slice will get you disqualified at blue belt on IBJJF rules <laughs> <laughs> fuck the IBJJF I don't care uh, I think I do, that's uh, quite a common opinion right now uh, like they're going in oh, okay now guys I'll give some credit because lots of people have complained to me saying you're very anti-IBGF you're always complaining about them you never shut the fuck up about it you're always bitch giving them shit but whenever they do something right you'd never give them any credits okay I'll give them credit for allowing heel hooks and knee reaps of brown and black belts but they never should have un, un not had them in the first place yeah a lot okay. of people think that yeah so what do you give someone credit for addressing a mistake that shouldn't have even been made in the first place mm, I'm I'm a way off brown and black belt so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's just that's just me. I, or maybe I just love complaining. That that's true, guys. I love complaining. It's awesome. I have I have heard quite a lot of people say that, but I think it's only for nogi. It's not yeah, for yeah. gi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which kind of like I, now that's the thing. For their rule sets, I understood a hundred percent. No reaping and no he looks in the gi. I'm a hundred percent on board with that because. I've been heel hooked in the gi quite a number of times, and it's way fucking, way fucking worse to be heel hooked in the no gi. It fucking sucks. Because, you know, at least there's a chance to kind of, it's easier to get out in no gi, but in the gi, it's fucking really, 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 really difficult. And it fucking hurts as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to drop more, because uh, I got, I have to get a daily allotment of uh, profanity in. I always got to say fucking shit. X number of days or else I'll die. It's a medical condition. Don't laugh at it. Well, actually, they do say that people who swear quite profusely are more honest. It's one of my better qualities. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scientific study, actually. Scientific For real? study on it, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, get this. I just remembered this there. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of, like, uh, to bring up Christian again. <clears throat> he, he came to my gym one time in Ireland and showed us uh, this thing called Gandalf Guard. If you've ever had like, a, what's it, Worm Della X, this is Lasso Della X. You know, just have Lasso, and then with the leg um, uh, on the Lasso side, hooking his Della Hiva, and then the other leg is going to go under in like an X configuration with the knee in, foot on the hip, and just overhook the other leg. And it's called Gandalf Guard because... Gandalf Guard, okay. Because you cannot pass it. 
Ah, I'm a big, big fan of Della X, but I haven't done it from Lasso. Like, dude, it's just Lasso Della X, and it's it's so handy because, like, it's sort of because I know it's annoying when you're trying to get the catapult sweep understanding. You got to underhook the leg instead of having the the pant grip. But with that, it's a non-issue because you can just do a sort of hip switch while you're overhooking the leg, and you have their hands so they can't base. So it's like it's like just the X sweep. And it, the X guard sweep and the catapult sweep in one, it's so fucking good. And mm-hmm. you get up for the bicep slicer so fucking easy. And it, they feel the pain. They feel it yeah. so bad. Yeah. Well, now I'm laid up with my, as I said, I'm two weeks post surgery. I'll definitely look into that because I haven't heard of. Was it Gandalf guard? Yeah. Yeah. Gandalf guard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I says this to him. Uh, I'll say uh, I'll say this, guys. Then I'll move on. I swear to God. Because you know, since from regular lasso, it's just the catapult sweep. But from that, I asked him, does he have a name for it? He's like, oh, no, I just call it like the sweep from Gandalf Guard. He's like, why don't you call it the trebuchet sweep? Because the trebuchet is a really big catapult, you know, mm. trebuchet. So the trebuchet sweep, I come up with it. Anyone who says otherwise, uh, it's a scholar's liar. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so since, since we brought up competitions there, but the, and I was going on my daily tirade, my court mandated tirade about the IBGF. Literally, it's a court order. It's this whole thing. I don't want to get don't want to get into it. Uh, how was your first competition, and like uh, how how to go for you? I was so excited to compete because I had a lot of health problems that meant that I couldn't compete beforehand. Um, but I knew I wanted to compete really, really early on. I started competing in October 2017. And I was, my opponent was a girl who had actually been competing, not training, competing for five years. But she kept asking her coach when she was getting promoted, which is not what you do. So he kept her at white belt and I got uh. tapped. I got tapped in one minute, 15 seconds. What an asshole. (laughs) I got tapped by triangle in one minute, 15 seconds. But I absolutely loved it. I couldn't wait to do it again. But two of the girls, it was a shame because two of um, the other girls in my category didn't turn up on the day. So I only got one fight. And this is, yeah. So um, my, my partner and my coach was hoping I wouldn't like competing because he was, he's gets very worried about me getting injured in competition mm. yeah yeah uh, i see since you brought up there your one has been competing for five years but your man just kept fucking uh you think okay one you think she'd get the memo about not asking for promotions mm. one what you, you'd think that'd be the case and two you think he'd stop being a prick and just promoting her just promote her because like okay here, here's one of my pet peeves uh here's one thing i really fucking hate about ju- this whole jiu-jitsu community thing Okay, one, I, I don't think you should ask for promotion or be a dick and say, oh, I'm good enough, I tapped so-and-so, you sh- or I did this, I did that, you should fucking promote me. I think you should be allowed to have an honest, genuine, authentic conversation and say, oh, what do I need to do? To, to get improve. Prom- or, or, dude, like, or even just, I think if you ask it in a way, okay, what do I need to do? What's your checklist for me to get, get onto the next belt? That's not asking for it. That's not saying, why haven't you? That, if that's that's asking, what are your standards? What are your criteria? What do you want me to do? What boxes do you want me to check? I think that's reasonable. If he said, do this, do this, and do that, I'm like, okay, I'll do this, and I'll do that, and I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Grand. Everyone's happy in that arrangement because you haven't asked anything. You're asking for what to do and what to work on. I think that's, you know, if you can have an honest, I think so many problems, not just in jiu-jitsu, in all aspects of life could be improved if people could communicate better instead of just uh what's it oh i can't ask him that oh you think i'm an idiot or he'll hold me back for another six months or bloody bloody blue you know if you're putting the effort in and you're not getting your belts and shit why the fuck can't you ask uh you yeah. know it's, it's fucked I, I don't know but like uh speaking of which while we're on that topic is there anything in particular in the jits community that you don't like annoys you you, you it just Maybe even ones that piss you off and you would change yes, if you could. Yes, yeah. Oh, let's hear where it. To, where to start? Something that really, really gets me is all this talk about respect, all this talk about humility, but it's really the respect thing. Yeah, mm. people do not turn up on the day to compete. And I think that's hugely disrespectful. Ooh, and it's, yeah. happened to, it's happened to me a lot. It's happened to me a lot. And... As you know, I don't use my real name on social media, so people don't look me up because they can't find me. Um, 
And I just think preaching about our oh, respect your opponents, yet you can't contact the Federation to say, you know, I something's happened, I'm unable to come, or some people just get the jitters and change their mind and chicken out. And it's happened far too many times because obviously there are there are um legit reasons why people cannot um turn up something may have happened on the day they may be ill um someone may have died for ex as an extreme example but don't talk to me about respect when you're not even going to turn up on the day and not even inform the um organizers that mm. you're not going to be there yeah, because you could just you could literally just text your teammates if 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 you know if your any of your teammates or any of your friends or anyone are going to the competition say, oh yeah, could you tell the fucking organizers that I can't come? Even you know if you if you don't want to text them yourself if and if one of your friends is there, you know, that's ha you know that's happened plenty of times. Like one of my guys couldn't compete, you know, he couldn't make it, and like he you know he didn't. To be fair, he was relatively new at competing, so he didn't know how to go onto the website and cancel his thing. So I just said to the guys, oh yeah, uh, he's not coming. And they're like, okay, fine, thanks. So, you know, there wasn't the whole rigmarole of, oh, where's this guy? Where's that guy? What yeah. the fuck? You know, you know, so, so stop the whole lot of confusion. Yeah. Um, another thing is trash talking other clubs. I don't like that. Ooh, I don't like no, that no. at all. Especially when it's ours. <laughs> Especially when it's ours. I, you know, I think it's unnecessary and, um, you know, gossip is for boring people who have nothing better to do with their time. Mm. I mean, if, if, if something if, if something legit has happened, obviously people are going to be talking about it in the jiu-jitsu community. Mm. Um, but otherwise, that's another pet peeve. Shoes mm. on the mat is another Ooh. one really don't like that and something else I don't like in um in a class is if you have visitors and they the visitor is deviating away from the technique that the, that the instructor has shown and they're kind of like teaching someone else to the mm. side that is a big no-no for me mm. I think that's disrespectful and it's not the technique that we've been taught so what are you doing Mm. now the only time that's a, that's okay if it's an open match if it's you know it's an open yeah. match that's fine that's fine go crazy who gives a shit but like you know you're going there be in your best behavior don't be a dickhead don't don't do anything mm -hmm. stupid now if after class someone's like oh you did this this and that how'd you do that fine go crazy but you know your man's teaching you're not teaching don't be an asshole <laughs> and another one now this is this is a, a very unpopular one Mm -hmm. um i'll be seen as very unpopular for saying this yeah um and it's the whole thing about women supporting women in jiu-jitsu oh i know exactly what you're gonna say yeah. because there are there are um lots of organizations that focus on women having mm. women you know women should get equal pay i completely agree with that if they do well in absolutes that kind of thing yeah but I pay very, very, very close attention to who claps when I succeed, and it's not women. Mm. It's yeah, not like women. I, I don't know. Like uh, you always see this joke. You always see this jokingly on TV shows, like oh that, oh, that like oh that we like it's like a stereotype you see on uh, the sitcom that there's only like two female characters and they both dislike each other. That's kind of accurate. Like I always see like whenever I see like women giving each other shit. Or like, if you see like fucking negative posts on something or other about uh, a woman, it's other women who are usually the worst, and they fucking yeah. are there's women are bitches to other women. I I know that's fucking that's fucked up, but women treat other women like shit, and women hate women. Yeah. It's fucked up. I don't um, know. I kind of have to agree with you to a, to an extent there because, like I said, the people who congratulate me when I win, congratulate me when I have good news. Um, it's usually very, very few women mm. and all this stuff about, I mean, women, I, th I do absolutely 100% believe there should be equality. Women should be given the same opportunities as men, although that there are, there obviously there are less of us that's, you know, across the board, but from what I've seen and what I've personally experienced, um, I think most of my supporters are not women, with the exception of uh, my teammates. Mm. Uh, see, and that's uh, not because men want to get in my pants or anything like that. Nothing mm. like that. Some of my 
some of my biggest supporters are in America, actually. Mm. That's weird. Oh, sorry. Like, you know, it's weird. Get this. Like, uh, I've heard, like, I haven't seen this because, like, you know, I've heard this a whole bunch of times that, like, you know, since there's very few women at at gyms more, more often than not, there's way more men, barely any women. I've heard this a whole bunch of times from a bunch of different people that like uh, when a new when say there's like one girl at the gym, she's the the girl at the gym. I don't say she's like a fucking really good. She's always fucking competing. She's like, you know, she's fair handy. And then a new girl comes in and she's like, no, like since it's a male male dominated space and she's the only woman, she's the woman in the group in the in the space. And another one comes in, she's like, get gets pissy at the new chicks. Like, oh, I I don't want to be all be stereotyping but like you know i've heard this so fucking much times like oh no i'm the girl here go fuck yourself you mean that sort of thing it's such a shame because women themselves will say we need more ladies in this sport but with actions like that and attitudes towards new new white belts like that they're not going to stay the retention is going to be really really low and on our mats when we get a new girl in i'm i'm the complete opposite i'm so excited to have a new girl there where she might be better than me she might be uh, if she's a lot better than me she can teach me stuff that's awesome I can up my game then if she's completely new I hope that she'll get hooked on onto jiu-jitsu and we've got quite a good um rate of retention for women in our gym because mm. we make sure everyone feels really really welcome and I'm kind of like the mother hen I kind of look after everybody the guys as well because mm. um I co-run both the gyms with my partner. Mm. So um, for me, it's really important to have a, an, a training environment that's conducive to learning, that's friendly, that allows you a, an environment where people don't feel shy or embarrassed to ask questions. And the gyms we've, the, the gyms we've created are like that because particularly from my experiences in Madrid, my first club I trained at was the complete opposite. Mm. I, I was petrified to go training. I still rocked up though, because mm. again, I just don't give up. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's feeling welcome is a massive, massive issue. I think also for guys, also for guys, but I guess to a greater extent for women, because there are so, in comparison, so few of us. And if you have the queen bee of the gym not wanting to pair or you know, making the new girl feel welcome, you, it's really sad. Yeah. Like, you know, it's weird, like, <clears throat> like about the sort of, uh, like what you said about, uh, especially even the guys needing to feel welcome as well. You know, that's usually fine, but like, you, know, you very rarely see like the stereotypical like meathead dipshit guys always injuring people. The only time I've seen that is the guys who are in the beginner's course doing shit. Like, we do a little, you know, we do some uh, little rounds sometimes like, oh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, pummeling, you know, get your double unders, guys, work mm. for that. I see these two motherfuckers going at it like ADCC and they've only been training a week. These two are like, <clears throat> like grinding their fucking foreheads into each other, like mushing on each other's faces and throwing, as oh, I hit my TV, and throwing, <laughs> throwing these fucking ham underhooks in each other. I'm like, guys, you've been training a week. This isn't the fucking, this isn't the world championship. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, calm the fuck down. Like, and class only just begun. So what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's usually people who haven't been trained that long who are going to be the biggest dipshits and going to hurt people. Like, very rarely you're going to see someone who's been training for a bit hurt someone. Because, come on, you're, you're not, if you're not, unless you're a fucking idiot or something. In which case, how'd you get this far? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, actually. I have to explain to the new white belts, whether they're male or female, that, you know, you're in very, very good hands if you're with a purple belt, a brown belt, a black belt. Because many of them are scared to roll with a black belt. And it's like, no, they're the safest people to roll with, you know? Literally, like, you know, they, they're they more than capable of fucking, you know, destroying every fucking limb in your body and killing you if they want to. But they're not going to because they're not going to no. People, people won't stick around if, you know, they get killed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, literally. Literally. Like, uh, literally. <laughs> uh, is there any anything else? Any other pet peeves you got? Um, I'm sure I'll think of some after, but just those for now. I think that's enough. <laughs> uh, uh, there's one that's been fucking uh, irking me lately for the past few weeks. Like, uh, I've seen a bunch of posts on Facebook and Instagram and stuff about, like, uh, bad gyms. And one of the things that annoys the shit out of me 
is when like uh, the fucking uh, black belt coach there thinks they're a business connoisseur, uh, entrepreneur and shit. They think that they're a great business person because they're a black belt in jiu-jitsu and they think they, they know the best way to run a gym and best way to do everything. Like, fair enough, you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu, you're fucking really, really good, but that doesn't mean you know shit about business. Like, yeah. if, you, if you know shit about business, it doesn't mean you know shit about jiu-jitsu. Like, if you have a business degree, does that make you a black belt? Yeah. And also, being a black belt doesn't give you a business degree. Exactly. And, like, you know, and I see this a lot lately. I made a meme about this a while ago, because, you know, I make memes and shit. And, like, uh, one of them was, uh, what's it, uh, Oh, uh, you have three wishes. Uh, it's like genie. It's like, oh, you have three wishes. Oh yeah, I wish your black belts in jiu-jitsu would stop acting like they uh, know everything. Know everything about every single little facet of life outside of jiu-jitsu. And your man's like, oh yeah, you have three wishes still because that's a good wish. Uh, but like, I've actually seen this so many times. Like on these fucking posts and shit. Like you have plenty of black belts acting like they're like gurus or sages or philosophers. Like I'm not gonna disrespect because you know I'm not a black belt. It's fucking obviously difficult. It's obviously not everyone's going to get it. I'm not trying to undersell it, but let's just call it what it is. It's grappling proficiency. You know. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that it brings to mind another pet peeve I have, and that's when people see black belts as gods. And I've got a real issue with that because they are just, as you say, very proficient grapplers. And I'm not just talking about... Um, people in local gyms or national gyms I've met a few famous grapplers who I will not mention um <laughs> and it's I just I have not thought very highly of them at all mm. and people ask us them a lot and it's like you're really good at what you do but beyond that there's not much there mm. now see I've been pretty lucky I've gone to a whole bunch of seminars a bunch of other gyms I've never I've never met a black belt who's been a like people think oh you're you'll be talking about so and so like guys I've never met a black belt in person who's been a a dick a dick to me thought they were some fucking sage guru because they're a black belt in jiu-jitsu I I've never met one in person but a whole a whole bunch of fucking posters are like oh can you ask a black belt to roll I'm like motherfucker they're not a fucking they're not royalty they're a fucking person you know and if they get all uppity because you ask them a question fuck them you know some I, gyms some gyms do have that rule though i think that's i think that's fucking stupid like yeah. you know okay you're better than me at jiu-jitsu but you're not better than me you know interpersonally wise you're not like up here and i'm not down here skill wise yeah but not like yeah. social status thing like you're you're not a king so if i want to roll with you i'll fucking ask you i don't care sorry i don't have to sound like a you know a fucking arrogant dipshit or anything <laughs> but i've seen i've seen I, and I've been quite shocked by some of the behaviour of athletes in gyms when the when the instructor has been completely out of line uh, regarding the way that he has spoken to people, and no one questioned it. I was the only one who questioned it. They mm. were like, and I was looking around thinking, "Is this normal? Why does everyone think this is normal?" Because he was just humiliating, including me, humiliating people. And it was really, really hard to watch. And it wasn't just aimed at me, but because he was the black belt coach who did everything he said. I, I, have, I have a friend who sold his PlayStation to enter a competition under the duress of the coach. And it's the just fuck? like, he, you know, he, black belts are not gods. Mm. Instructors uh, are not gods. Jesus, man. Uh, I don't know if you understand the importance of selling your PlayStation for guys. That's like declaring bankruptcy. You don't do that unless <laughs> you absolutely have to. That's, oh, geez, that's like the last straw for us selling our but PlayStation. For, for competition, though, that he wasn't even too keen on doing, but he felt he had to do it to to please his instructor. I mean, that that's sure not cool. It, it, if Mr. Black Belt Man wanted him to do it so badly, why didn't he sponsor him? Why didn't he give him the yeah. tournament fee? Like, yeah. you know, if you, if whatever, don't force competitions of people. Some people just don't want to. That's fine. Exactly. That's, if you if you want to, you don't want to, you want to try it once, go crazy. You do you. Everyone's doing their own thing. You're on your own little journey and shit. Go crazy. But if you're so insistent that you want someone to compete, you know, you fucking pay for it then. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fucked up. And then... uh. Man, I had something there. I was going to say it. It's like, uh, pe people, you just need to remember, at the end of the day, you're a paying customer. 
So like say if you go in and the black the the person providing you a good or service is being a cunt to you and being a prick and treating you like shit, berating you or fucking making you spend extra money on stuff, like forcing you to sell your PlayStation to go into a tournament, you can just leave, say, you know what? I'm not paying to be fucking treated like shit. What's crazy is people didn't leave. That's what that's what really got me. Uh, it's like fucking mass hysteria. Like you people wonder, uh like to be fair, like people look at these like you ever see like McDojo Life, uh these uh Kung Fu, Wing Chun yeah. shooting energy people with their minds. They look at that and like, oh god, those people are so stupid, they're buying into bullshit. We're buying into our own types of bullshit ourselves with the fucking mm. it, it, it's to a lesser degree, because it's not like jujitsu doesn't work, it does, but you know, it's like a cult of personality where like the instructor's complete another prick and does stupid shit or whatever other. Like there's plenty of jujitsu gyms that do stupid shit like I don't know, like you have to pay for Academy Geese. You've already paid fucking months membership and you have to pay for fucking hundred euro geese, which are fucking really shit. Belt tests. I'm s I don't know about you. I don't know how you how you guys do it, but belt tests to me are really fucking scummy, really stupid. Especially if you whatever if you if it's like if it's free to do it, okay fine. But if you have to pay for pay to do it that's so stupid because like i i see this shit on youtube sometimes you gotta pay to do a belt test you gotta do every fucking move with pinpoint precision and fucking perfect perfect accuracy like whatever about um curriculum and criteria and stuff and some of them include you have to do like 100 push-ups as well and shit in a few in the x amount of time like oh did you do 99 push-ups good but the form on your last push-up was kind of sloppy so you failed the belt test. You gotta fucking wait. And what have what have press ups got to do with the belt test? Exactly. I see that shit sometimes. I'm like, for God's sake. And no, but that's how they do it. That's that's how these fucking McDojos get money out of you. They have you pay for belt tests whenever you want. And, and paying uh, for belts as well. I've seen paying for belts is quite common. And I've even seen paying twenty pa- twenty pounds, twenty euros for a stripe. Now I've been a blue off like nearly two years, and I don't have a single stripe on it. So I'm like, I don't give a shit. I wouldn't mind some fucking stripes, but I'm not gonna fucking lose any sleep over it. And I sure yeah. shit ain't. And I sure as shit ain't gonna pay for fucking someone to put them on me. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, a lie. Just... that's a lie. I secretly do. Care <laughs> and I, I, I try myself to sleep some night nights, but you know, such such is life. <laughs> we follow what our headquarters do, and that's after blue, after blue belt, you don't get stripes. Your next, the th- next thing you'll get is your purple belt. So that's why I think it's quite important to have that conversation with your coach. What do I need to do to improve? You know, um, we all of our members have uh, quite an extensive document about what's expected at each belt level. Mm. But um, yeah, we don't we're not doing stripes anymore from um, above blue. No, see, in my gym, we only do them for white and we don't do them for blue, purple, brown or anything like that. But so it's kind of a kind kind of annoying. But you know, eh, each to their own. I don't care. But see, oh, skip. Oh, get this, guys. We reached a segment of the podcast. I like to call a round of specifics. It's just a bunch of sorry, random questions. Some about jiu-jitsu, Some aren't about jiu-jitsu. So Tiana, do you want to do a round of specifics? Yeah, bring Excellent. it on. Uh, what would you say is your favorite gi in your collection, if you have one? Oh, um. I have a teal hyperlite gi by Hyperfly. <laughs> How teal are we talking? It's it's quite dark green and it's got the Hyperfly logo on the sleeves and it's got an orange the downward arrow is orange. It's stunning. It's my favorite gi. I uh, see. Uh, is there any movie that you would describe as underrated like doesn't get the love and appreciation you think it deserves? Fighting wise What's fighting wise about? No, do you mean no? I mean, do you oh no, it's oh no, fighting. It's, oh no, it's any movie. It's not just a martial arts any movie. movie. Any film, you know, just it's like I, I, I did say this section would be would be about jujitsu and non-jujitsu yeah, questions. Yeah. So don't worry about it. It's not. It's I not a load tend question. to fall asleep. I, I, I don't have narcolepsy. I just have this ability to fall asleep really, really quickly, like in the opening credits of films. Okay. I'm terrible to watch films with. Um, let me have a thing. I wish I had that problem because I can't sleep ever. Oh, that's a shame. I feel for you. <laughs> no, um, it just takes ages to fall asleep. I really like Gran Torino. A lot of people haven't heard of it, actually. But oh, I think it's a great so, film. Oh, but you know what's fucked up? 
lately people have since started shitting all over the movie because like the you know the little asian kid who was in it he yeah. he's I t- this is this is really what's gone on his career hasn't gone anywhere so he's just retroactively gone back and said oh yeah you know that movie that launched my career that i that i my career that didn't doesn't even exist yeah that was a racist movie yeah your man who like the little asian kid was got yeah. on his set that movie was like racist and shit like dude the movie is literally against racism. That's the point that this racist dude learns his lesson and stops yeah. being a racist dude. That's literally the fucking point. How yeah. the fuck is that a racist movie? You're just doing that because like your career has gone nowhere and you want attention. You're a little dickhead. That's that's literally why he's doing that. I do like that film. I yeah, it's pretty good. Sorry to go on a little tirade. Great movie. Little Asian kid in it. It's a little dickhead who isn't fucking grateful. Shit career. Screw him anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what would you say was your favorite TV show when you were growing up? Um, when I was growing, oh, that was a long time ago. Um, when I was growing up, Blind Date, Blind Date with Cilla Black, <laughs> Saturday night, and you've been <laughs> framed. You've been framed as well. You just fucking good. Oh my god, what movie was that? Like, <laughs> you're just going like that. It's like, oh my god, that is so funny. Like <laughs> deep in thought, like. <laughs> What's that you've been framed about? Is that like a prank show or something? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's not. That that was Beatles about. I'm showing my age here. You've been framed is where people show um they send in clips of them having like accidents and falls at home and they get two hundred and fifty quid. I would ask you how old you are, but that's a loaded question and you probably reach through the screen and slap me, so let's I'm thirty five, nearly thirty six. I'm masters too, but I compete at adult. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, you don't look it. You look like you're like 20-something. So that's good. Oh, you charmer. <laughs> uh, guys, my, don't you know, guys, my suavity knows no bounds. <laughs> Irish charm. I could charm the knickers off a nun there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. There was this fucking, uh, uh, what the fuck was this? I had this fucking joke. I just remembered it there. It's about like a nun and a priest. I was trying to remember it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I, uh, just a quick aside, guys. I have this terrible joke. I have it now. Okay, so um, okay, Sister Mildred was a real bitch in the nunnery. No one fucking liked her. Uh, you know, she's a real fucking bitch. And uh, one morning, she got up. She got out of bed. She put her shoes on, and she just she just wasn't feeling herself. She she's a beady, more of a bitch lately. She just had a fucking scowl on her face a mile long. And she walks past one of the other nuns. I think it was Sister Gertrude. She's like, oh, yeah, you got out of the wrong side of the bed this morning. And she's like, no fucking shit. She keeps walking. Another nun says, okay, you got out of the wrong side of the bed this morning. And she's like, why the fuck did they keep saying that to me? And so she keeps going on. And another fucking nun is walking up to her. And she's about to say, and she's like, I swear to God, if you say I got out of the wrong bed this morning, I'm seriously going to fucking smack the shit out of you right now. Yeah, that's that's exactly what a nun would say. I'd smack the shit out of you right now. <laughs> that's exactly. Don't you know nuns are fucking really rude and profane? And she's like, "Oh no, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say you're wearing uh, you're wearing the bishop bishop's shoes." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Terribly good. Terribly good. Yeah. I always say that whenever, like, uh, I know, say I've like, uh, say I'm at a restaurant and the the chef is like uh, asking, uh, "How's the food?" I'm like. Well, it's terribly good. Mm. Man, I, I just love fucking the people. I think it's really funny. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> uh, would you say, uh, what would you say is the most embarrassing injury you've ever had? Would it be a jiu-jitsu injury, a non-jiu-jitsu injury? Just the way you got injured was just so fucking ridiculous, in your opinion. Oh, I totally can't answer this on a podcast. Oh, could you give us like a little snippet of it? <laughs> um... I was, oh my goodness, okay. Um, you, can, you can say it off the record later if you want, like you don't have to say it, no, I don't, it's grand. In a rather amorous situation that I was enjoying very much, uh, it was rather intense and I ended up having a seizure and had to go to hospital. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly on. Moving on. Uh, what was your first video game console? What was your favourite game on it? Um, I had a Commodore 64, or rather my brother did. Mm. Now, that was before my time. I'm only 21. I didn't touch any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And what was it? My I also used to play Mortal Kombat and Tekken, but I can't remember what on. Uh, Tekken was on like the PS One and the N sixty four, like Mortal Kombat was on. Might have just been the PS two later on. Anyway, Tekken was the shit. Man, my cousin used to play as Eddie Gordo the whole time with his fucking capoeira. He'd do these spinny shit kicks. And he'd, he'd do his handstand and spin around doing kicks. And every five seconds, just hear, Eddie wins. Eddie wins. Eddie wins when I fucking go to sleep at night. Fucking hell. <laughs> I still hear it. I have every time. I, I, I have like Vietnam flashbacks whenever I like hear, Eddie wins. I'm like... Someone kill me. Someone kill me, please. So the, so the Eddie wins stops. I must. I, I can't go on hearing Eddie wins. <laughs> Eddie wins. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll edit that part out where it looks like I was having a little freak out. <laughs> oh, here's a really good one. Uh, have you ever been on a really terrible date? Oh, my gosh. I could write a book. Oh. I don't know where to start. Okay. I'll just give us one chapter. One chapter. Okay. Oh, there was a guy. There was a guy who was totally, this was on online dating. He was totally my type. He was absolutely gorgeous and was really, really chatty. Uh, we met up in person and it was like he was mute. He didn't say anything. And um, he, and I was, Oh, I was so bored. I just said to him, um, I'm sorting out. Just a de- I was honest. I said, I'm sorting out a despo- deposit dispute for my flat. I need to go back home to sort out my paperwork to submit to the agency to make sure I get my deposit back on my apartment. And he said to me before we parted, I'd really like to see you again. And I said, yeah, maybe. And then he, he messaged me then uh, literally about 10 minutes later and said oh what about our next date and I said I'm going to be really honest with you the way the way you are in person is completely incongruous to how you are in your profile you basically didn't say anything and I can talk for England and for Spain but I did let him get a word in edgeways but he was just mute and he he was like oh you've got to give me a chance and I was like I don't have to do anything and And not to mention you literally just you literally just gave him a chance Let's yeah, be real. literally. And, and then about a week later, he said to me, "Oh, Tiana, I thought about what you said about how I don't, um, I don't appear in person, how I do on my profile. I've revised it. Here's the link. Would you mind giving me some feedback?" Wait, what? Y- yeah, exactly. I didn't reply to that message. What the fuck? What the fuck was that like? What the fuck's the feedback link for? Like, what the shit? It was it was the link to his profile. Oh, online. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't even click on it. And another day I went on. Bear in mind, I do fall asleep quite quickly. But this guy was so boring. He asked me if I was on drugs <laughs> because I was falling asleep because he was so boring. And yeah. I, oh, it's I'm really I'm really really into personality, but I'm not gonna lie. When I started online dating, I was going for really good looking guys, but they just had nothing about them at mm. all. And it's and it's the same with girls. You know, you can see a gorgeous girl, but she's got no personality, and all that she's got going for her are her looks. And that vacuous kind of personality with nothing to say for yourself is not me. Mm. And the third one. The third one I'll give you. Um, I wait. A guy kept me waiting for forty-five minutes, which I wasn't impressed by anyway. Um, and he showed up, and he said to me, "Oh yeah, you're lucky I came. I was living in Leeds at the time. You're lucky I came." That's what she said. <laughs> um, you're lucky I came all this way to meet you because normally I get girls to come to my flat in case they're fat. And I can send them home. But then they know where you live. True. Very true. That's a terrible idea. Like, that's a terrible I, idea. I think more than that being a terrible idea, I think the fact that, you know, if the girl is fat is, I think that's a pretty nasty thing to say as well. Well, there's one proviso. Like, if all the pictures make them look out to not be fat, and then they are, that's fucked up, in my opinion. But, you know, if, if you're just too lazy to look at it and they're like, oh, shit, fuck that. You know, there's fuck there's fuckery on both ends, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah. I see. Uh, I have two like um, just like the flip side of your story with the quiet guy. Uh, I was going to set. I was getting the bus up to Dublin one time. Like I got off work early. Uh, I was getting the bus up to Dublin so I could go uh, train, uh, go to the seminar with Felipe Andrew. I'm like, I'm going to go train with this motherfucker. He's really good. And uh, I was chatting with this girl on Tinder and I was like, I was going to meet, I was going to go on a date with her and on the Monday, but I text her saying, oh yeah, it's Friday. Uh, uh, I have like an hour free. I know you go to this college. So like, I'm getting the bus up from there anyway. So if you want to hang out for like an hour before I get head up, Joanna, she's like, oh yeah, cool. And we fuck. She was like, she was hundred percent my type. Ticked every box. I'm like, God fucking damn it! It's like a perfect fucking bomb that's falling in my lap. I'm like, God damn! We spent the fucking hour talking the whole time. Never a dull second. We're talking every single the whole time for the hour. And then I'm like, oh shit! It's like uh, five to. I gotta go and go up to Dublin. And so you know, I say, uh, okay, see you later. I'll see you uh, on Monday because we were, you know, we said we we're gonna have the next date on Monday. You know, go see. Uh, I think it was. The Gentleman by Guy Ritchie. Those I heard mm-hmm. that was pretty good. I haven't seen it because I'm still fucking pissed off about this. Well, not pissed off, but like, uh, but then like, she never texts me back, even though we spent the whole hour talking. It was like really good meshing well. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we spent the whole hour talking and there was never did a dull you swear moment. As, did you swear as much as this? No, no, I watched it. <laughs> for once. For once, I didn't swear that much. Like, I'd swear when I was going to say something funny to amplify the funniness, but I wasn't, like, cursing like a sailor. Yeah. I'm like, well, fuck me. And then uh, there's this other time. Uh, well, okay. I'll I'll admit this time uh, it was my own fault, and it was kind of like a comeuppance. Get this. Uh, I thought I was the man one time, and I was always – I, I don't know what was wrong. This one month, I was just – slaying it i was doing really good like chatting birds up and getting dates like god damn i'm doing pretty good lately and i arranged this is really stupid of me and this uh, i'll admit this is fucked up uh i got two dates in the one day one in the afternoon one the evening and i thought it was the man i was like yeah i have two dates in one day i'm the fucking man the boat cancelled on me i'm like oh, oh. shit <laughs> fuck me <laughs> I'll admit, I, I'll, I'll admit, I probably shouldn't have done it both on the same day. That was a bit uh, arrogant to me, so I definitely, I definitely had that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit that. Uh, do you have any? Uh, to get back to the questions, do you have any uh, nicknames inside the gym? Inside the gym, yeah. bat, battle angel. <laughs> Would they not just call you Alicia instead? Alita. Oh, no, so, no, no, they don't call me Alita because Alita in Spanish means wing, like chicken wing. <laughs> You're my w- wingman, you know, wing. Or like <laughs> that episode of South Park with uh, the singing Chinese lady named Wing who went to fought uh, Diego Vasquez in a boxing match and got her head kicked, punched in. <laughs> but, but yeah, Battle Angel. I'm known as the Battle Angel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's so funny. See, I'm called Humanzi in my gym, hence Humanzi Jitsu Podcast. Humanzi, human chimpanzee, because I'm like a... Uh, I was going to ask where that came from. Yeah, like Stalin tried to breed a super soldier back in the Cold War by mixing human and chimp DNA. It was a whole ordeal. Didn't work, except for this guy. But like, uh, it was so funny because like, uh, I'd always be on social media posting shit and people like, I, I didn't use my real name as much. I, I use a bit more now so people know my name is Andrew. They're all like, I met this dude at a competition. He's like, oh, yeah, I know you. You're that Humanzi fella. You make them memes. I was like, oh, dude, do you like the memes? He's like, they're okay. I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, dude, what's your real name, by the way, man? All it says in your fucking profile is Humanzi, Humanzi this, Humanzi that. I'm like, why would I tell you my name, bro? That would ruin the mystique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny, just fucking with him. Uh, okay, here's a good one. <clears throat> If you could time travel to any historical period, where would you go and why? I think the 1920s. Why why the 20s? I think um, the way I am and my outlook on life, my morals, ethics fit better than now. Mm. I think well, just well, twenties, thirties, forties. No, well, not not wartime, obviously, not 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 the war. Um, but I sometimes feel I was born in the wrong era. 
I do sometimes feel like that. I think, yeah, ethics, how I, how I am morally, doesn't really fit with this day and age. I know that makes me sound really old, but yeah. Yeah, you know, each to their own. Oh, here's a great one. In your professional opinion, do you think you could pull off a handlebar moustache? Absolutely, without a doubt. Actually, I I bleached mine and shaved it off. Well, I bleached it first and shaved it off just before coming on here. So I know for a fact that I can do that. <laughs> what about the whole Fu Manchu? The what? The Fu Manchu, it's like the Ch- China man mustache where a guy comes out and it comes on to here and you have the chin. So you can Without go, a doubt, I can do so that. So you can wiggle, wiggle it dastardly when you're going to screw over some stupid American. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, I can pull all of that off. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you guys do music at your gym when you're rolling? Yeah, when we're rolling, we do. And when we're... Um, when the instructor is demonstrating a move, we turn the music down because I, where necessary, translate into Spanish because the instructor teaches fully in English, but not everybody in the club speaks English. So I translate when necessary. Um, and to ensure everyone understands and can hear, we can t- we turn the music down. When it comes to like the open mats and stuff, and um, actual rolling music, love it i don't i don't like i don't like my partner's taste in music it's a bit i'll send him this clip and be like god fucking damn it do you know what he never listens to my podcast because i've done quite a few now and he's like i have to listen to you banging on all day why would i want (laughs) to listen to a recording so he won't listen to he won't listen to this Uh, no no offense to you you can you can literally just call him a bollocks now and he he wouldn't know i wouldn't do that but i could do yeah you could i could (laughs) Now, speaking of songs, like what's your favorite song to roll to? Oh, I have a few. Um, Moccasin Creek, um, Getaway, brilliant tune. I'll send it to you afterwards. Uh, Remember the Name by Fort Minor. Ooh, that's such a great one. I've <laughs> actually got on my on my um, I've got an MP3 player because I haven't worked out how to put my music on my phone yet. <laughs> I've got um, playlists. I've got. This may sound really lame, but it's helped me a lot. I, I'm really into mindset, and I was into mindset for about three years before I started jiu-jitsu, and that's helped me a hell of a lot with competing. So I've got a BJJ mindset um, playlist. I've got a competition playlist, and in that one, what else do I have? Um, Carrie Underwood featuring Ludacris, the champion. Great tune. You're looking at me like you've never heard of these songs. You'll love, you'll love um, Moccasin Creek. Really, really good tune. I have a whole playlist. Do you ever see um, the YouTube channel Jack Slack? No, I've never heard of it. Uh, he makes these uh, MMA and jiu-jitsu videos called The Filthy Casuals Guide to Marcelo Garcia, The Filthy Casuals Guide to Steve Miocic, Filthy Casuals Guide to Charles Oliveira and Tony Ferguson, all those guys. And he uses these great fucking instrumentals of like rap songs like Wu-Tang Clan, Enter mm. the Dragon, and um, MF Doom. I have this whole playlist compiled of his songs and like similar like lo-fi shit to Rolta with good instrumentals. I'll send that your way. It's just called Jack Slack. I've It's like fucking an hour and a half long now. It's curated to shit. And I only listen to that when I train. It's like mm. best. Even just lifting weights and shit and just doing, doing some kettlebells. Yeah. Believe me. It's fucking good. And it just has yeah. me, gets me in the mindset of just strangulation. Yeah. And also Eminem, um, Lose Yourself and Till I Collapse. They're another, there are two others I really like. Hmm. Oh, see, we've reached like a, oh, this is a bit of a, a moral conundrum if you're up for it. Go on. Like, uh, would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger? Ooh. Oh, boy. That's a really tough one. I always love to see people's reactions when I ask them that question. They're like, I think if you, I think if you cure cancer, yeah, more people, obviously more people would live. And some of those people who are, who have humanitarian aspects to their character, 
are alive rather than dead and therefore may travel to places where world hunger is an issue and help to solve it. Hmm. So you get a two for two for one deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I always a, tough, love, that's I, a tough question. That's, that's the first time one. someone's like phrased it that way. So hats off to you for coming up with a sensible solution. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. Uh, what would you say is your, your jujitsu spirit animal if you have one? Like what sort of animal encapsulates your game? And if you can think of one. It sounds really cliche, but definitely a lion because I, I am fierce. I'm not the same person in the gym. Uh, something weird happens with me. Um, in the gym, I'm kind of, I like fall over my own feet. I don't take instruction very well. But as soon as I step on that mat in competition, I'm a completely different fighter, a completely mm. different fighter. And often um, in class, when we're shown techniques that obviously my, my, my partner does not do the lessons for me it's for the whole class mm. so he'll he'll show stuff that won't be part of my game because for for whatever reason like maybe it's just something that i can't physically do or i'm just struggling too much with but i might hit it in competition because something happens as soon as i step on that mat as soon as i step on it i'm a completely different fighter i am more like a lion and i know there's so many um I mean, I, I can't say anything about inspirational quotes because my my Instagram is full of them. Um, but a lot of them have the lion as the background. And it's very cliche, but in my case, I, I would say definitely say a lion. Mm. Or a tiger uh, for a bit of variation. About, uh, I saw a nice rash guard about the Tiger King guy. And I, ah, uh, get this. Uh, I was going to work on some, I, I was going to do this whole thing because I used to, I tie-dye geese during the summer when I was fucking bored last year. I tie-dyed a bunch of geese, like making green, pink, blue and all that shit, like really funky. How about like, uh, would you wear a Tiger King geese who was like orange, brown, a little bit of black and had, uh, what's his face on the back of it, like a Tiger King gi? Oh no, I don't think, no. Why? <laughs> what the hell? That's, do, you, that's... do you mean like the Carol Baskin guy? Yeah. No. What's his fucking it? Joe Exotic. That's his. Yeah. Uh, no. Someone did. Yeah, I saw. I saw um, a couple of those shared on Instagram, and I was thinking, <laughs> oh my goodness, I wouldn't. When I say tiger, I mean kind of like not that kind of tiger. <laughs> what about uh, what about snow leopards? Snow leopards are cool. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't roll that out. Wouldn't roll that out. Mm. Uh see. Oh, we've reached the last question. If you're ready for the last question, if you if you created a guard, what would you call it and why? Like it doesn't, you don't have to think about the mechanics about oh, what grips and legs stuff. Let's just say you magically came up with a new guard. What would you call it? The fucked guard. Because once you're in it, you're fucked and you can't get out. Oh Jesus! (laughs) Uh, I'll stick with dipshit guard. Thank you. Or uh, I'm I'm liking asshole guard more lately. Or uh, that's got that's got that has like sounds like it's got connotations of oil checks. Oh, because you can't you can't <laughs> be, you can't be oil checked in asshole guard because your asshole is guarded. Oh, okay, fair enough. Man, if you if you're trained with Andre the Giant, he's not going to oil check you ever. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck do I do now? What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, so, so that was the last question, Tiana. So I, I hope you, that's it, uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And of course, all of Tiana's Instagrams, social medias will be linked in the description. And of course, she's sponsored by Hyperfly. So if you want 15% off at checkout, it's Tiana15. Is that right? Yeah, T-E-A-N-N-A 15. It'll be in the description anyway. So guys, you can just copy and paste it in if you're keen. So Tiana, is there anything you want to say before we shoot off? Um, just shout out also to my other sponsor, Excess Guard Mouth Guards, for always making sure I have pearly white teeth and they're protected well in training and competition. <laughs> uh, you don't want to be like Chewy with the fucked up tooth there. I'm, I'm quite, I, to my teeth are probably my best feature, so I like to look after them. Nah, that's one way to look at it. Okay, so guys, nah, thanks, so for, thanks listening. for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a pretty good one. So guys, 
I really appreciate you guys listening, and I always appreciate if you'd give everyone a follow on social media. It's at Humanity Jitsu, at Humanity Jitsu Podcast, at Cotton underscore Gracie, and at Shawnee Judo Jits. Guys, if you have any ideas for topic episodes or suggestions for guests, shoot us a, shoot us a message on Instagram or any of those platforms. It's all good. You know, pretty chill about who we get on. We don't. We're not really all. Uh, what's it all? Oh, we don't want these type of people on because we're not a bunch of pricks. So you know, more often than not, if you say, even if you want to be on, and if you're, you're pretty, if you're good at jujitsu, you're like, oh, can I be on? We'll have a quick look. See you. Like, yeah, more than likely, we'll just say yeah to you because we're not a bunch of assholes. So guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Adios.